Dear beauty business babe, I see you grinding. I hear your fears. I know that you're ready for more. Hey girl, my name is Kelly Callahan and I'm here to sprinkle a little bit of business, a little bit of mindset, and a whole ton of love and inspiration to help you light you up along the way. Because if I can build a half a million dollar beauty brand in just a few years, I know that you can too. This podcast is dedicated to the beauty business babe who is ready to take radical responsibility for her life. I don't know it all, but I do know a lot and I am willing to teach you everything I've learned along my journey. I believe that you absolutely have it in you to create the life and the business that you dream of. And with a little bit of help, you can get there even faster than I did. I am here to fully support you. I am here to help guide you. Take what you want from these free trainings from this podcast so you can go further, faster in your business and in your life. So let's talk business. Let's embody mindset. And don't forget to join the rest of the Beauty Business Tribe on our free Facebook group called Beauty Business Babes. Let's get down to business, girl. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so excited for our next guest, Raya. She is here from Florida, and she has been able to grow her beauty business to seven figures. I actually met Raya at the Tony Robbins event. I met you. How did I find you? I found you through Stephanie Mitchell, actually. Oh, that's so funny, because I found you through Rebecca Boatman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything like, it's such a small world. I feel like everything's very connected. So once I started stalking you on Instagram, I was like, I love this girl. She has the mindset that I love. She's such a boss. And I was going to the Tony Robbins event in Amsterdam solo. And we ran into each other because you were actually over there volunteering for the event as well. So ever since then, we've kept in touch, and I'm really excited for her to share some of her tips, tricks, mindset hacks, and things like that to help you guys elevate in your own beauty business. So before we jump in, Raya, if you can just give them a brief overview of who you are and what you've done, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited, and it's so funny that we met a few years ago in Amsterdam out of all places. <laughs> but it's funny because the way that I found out about you was I was at an event in Canada and I met Drew Cannoli and his girlfriend and like their whole crew. And his girlfriend, Rebecca goes, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of my spray tan artist, Kelly, you would love her. <laughs> and so I actually was talking you on Instagram. <laughs> And I saw you were going to be in Amsterdam and I was like, oh my God, I have to connect with this girl. So it is uh, such a funny small world. But yeah, so I started my first beauty business uh, when I was 23 years old. I moved from a small town in Santa Fe, New Mexico to Tampa, Florida, and I just decided to go for it. I rented a room off Craigslist and I signed for this room before I got to Tampa. So I didn't actually get to see it in person. And when I got here, I legit cried when I saw the room because it was so ugly. Mm-hmm. I, I had this really cute name, this really cute logo and website I had designed. And this room was in this like small, sketchy, like shady building. And I was like, how the heck am I going to grow a business here? But I had already signed for it. So 
I did what I could to make it as cute as I possibly could at the time. And obviously I'm skipping the hard, the hard part of like, you know, hours in between clients and all the struggle. But within a year I had a solid six figure business and I was ready to open my first storefront location. So I invested in this build out of my dream location. Well, what I thought my dream location was at the time, this little, you know, retail shop that had two rooms. I actually did waxing and spray tanning. And one year later, my landlord kicked me out of that location. He said, I mean, out of fear, I only signed a one-year lease thinking, well, if it doesn't work, I will be able to be the first to renew, not knowing that like not everyone has ethics in business. So he gave me 60 days to get out. And you know how expensive it is. You know, you could have a six-figure business and you invest so much back into it that I really didn't have any money at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was this really pivotal moment in my business, in my life that I was like, okay, for two years, I've been working so hard to grow this business and now I'm getting kicked out. And everywhere else in Tampa, the rent was like double or triple. Plus I'd have to do a build out. And I was like 24, 25 at this point. And I was like, I hadn't had fun in so long, you know? So I was like, okay, either I quit and just get a regular job and like go have fun like normal 25 year olds do, or I keep going and get a bigger location so that I don't have to move again and I have room to grow. And it was a really dark time in my life where like I would wake up in night sweats in the middle of the night because I was so stressed. I had no idea what to do. But thankfully, <laughs> What happened was it got me into personal growth. And what I did was I would just like YouTube three videos of Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Lewis Howes and all these motivational things and listen to stories of entrepreneurs. And the pattern that I would see is like every great entrepreneur would go through this really dark, like dark night of the soul moment. Mm -hmm. As long as they kept going, one day they would become massively successful. So I decided to go for it and I found a location that was three times the rent, three times the size and a $30,000 build out when I didn't have $30,000. But I knew that like I believed in manifestation and I also, you know, I believed in writing things down before they happen the way you want them to happen. Mm -hmm. So I would just pray to God literally every day. I would say, dear God, I found the most perfect location for flirt the landlord's going to pay for the whole build out. And I would just write the same thing over and over every day. And I got the landlord to pay for the whole build out, almost $30,000, but I got the rest covered by my friend who helped me out. And from there, I've been in that location for now almost six years. And I have been able to build it to a really solid team of 10. Um, it mostly runs itself. I work from home most of the time and I do have a seven figure business. So that's like the short version of my story. Right. <laughs> and, and that's how I got here today. I love that. And thank you so much for being so open about the hardships that you went through, because I think a lot of people kind of skip over that when in reality, I personally am so inspired when I hear stories like that of people overcoming the challenges and not just saying, hey, I built a seven-figure business overnight, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that was, like I said, the quick version of my story. There was so, you know, when I moved into that location, it didn't get easy right away, right? There was still 
a good year after that where I was getting sued by my old landlord because I didn't move out in time wow. and I couldn't afford three times the rent and I really struggled for a long time but thankfully I stuck it out and I really think perseverance is everything in business and giving yourself time you know I feel like a lot of beauty professionals I see it's like they want to be successful in a year and it's like mm -hmm. babe business is a long-term game like you're in this for the long run so give yourself some grace you know it doesn't have to happen in a year give yourself five years <laughs> absolutely I think a lot of people go into business in general and they think one it's going to be an overnight success and two that they don't have to invest and one thing that I really love about your story is that you had that whatever it takes mentality so when you didn't have the 30,000, you freaking figured it out. You're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to also ask my friends and see what happens, which I don't think is the case for most people. And this is where people get stuck, right? They're, you know, yeah. in this state of um, not willing to ask the hard questions or not willing to take the risk. So one question that I have for you as you were speaking is, have you always been a risk taker or is this something that came about when you became an entrepreneur? No, I was not always a risk taker. I definitely think, thankfully, when I decided to open a business, I was very naive of like what it really took, like a lot of us are, right? We think we're really good at this one skill. Like at the time I was really good at waxing. And so, hey, how hard can it be to open your own business? And then you open a business and you're like, oh my God, this is way harder than I thought. But what I've always had is that, that belief in my vision. And I think that's what it is more than, you know, I've gotten better at uncertainty and risk taking as I've gotten older. But from the start, it was always for me, the vision of my life, like the why, you know, this like love for travel and not wanting to have to ask someone for time off, things like that. I absolutely think that you and I are very similar in that sense. You know, I was working corporate for a long time and what kept me motivated, people ask me all the day, all the time, like, how are you pregnant and still doing all the things? Or like, even beforehand, like, how do you have all of this motivation to keep on going? And what it really is, it is the vision. It's like the belief in myself that I know for sure I'm going to be able to get to where I want to be. Um, and that just naturally inspires me. And in turn, I do take risks. I spend a lot of money. I know you do too on personal growth. And I want to get into that, like the investment part of really like what you're doing. Cause you talk a lot about that on your Instagram account about how you've invested, how other people invest and how that's changed your life. So I think one thing that our listeners might benefit from is understanding like what they should invest in and why they should invest in it. Do you have any advice as far as that goes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, truly the shortcut of success is learning from people that have already done what you want to do. Right. And so in the beginning, like I said, I was just YouTubing free videos or listening to podcasts. So there's so much free content out there that you can learn from and you should take advantage of. And I still do. I still listen to YouTube videos and podcasts every single day. But once you're ready to take it to the next level, investing in a coach, a seminar, a course, it's so vital in that path of success. And I so clearly remember like the first time I hired my first coach, so I was my second year in business. I really didn't have that much money to in, invest, you know, but I knew I needed help. I knew I kind of needed that next level because I was really wanting to start growing my team and I had no idea how to grow a team. So I was referred to this woman named Kelly Roach, 
who was actually, I didn't know this at the time, but she had just started her business. Now, a few years later, she just had her first $10 million year. And now she charges like 20,000 to 50,000 for a day of coaching. But at the time she was $450 an hour. And I thought, oh my God, that's so much money. Like, am I really going to do this? But you know, it's like, you just have this gut feeling that like, you know, you need something and that it's going to help you and it's the right decision. And so I just listened to my intuition and I, and I hired her and it was so helpful. I still, to this day, use some of the things that she taught me. And that was like the first baby step, right? Is investing in a personal coach. And, and that's a lot of money. But the next step for me was investing in my first Tony Robbins seminar, right? And it wasn't only the $1,000 investment to go, but it was flying across the country to California, hotel and, and all the things that come with it. And it was that same scary feeling, you know, it always feels scary before you make an investment. But the thing is, once you, once you do it and you see how much your life and business change, and I think there's a direct correlation. Like for me, my first event was a personal growth event, mm -hmm. but it directly affected my business because I had fears that were holding me back from actually like hiring a receptionist where right before the event, I had lined up all these interviews for receptionists and I canceled them all the day before because I was so scared I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And when I went to that event, I realized it's just my fears getting in the way. And I came back and I hired one instantly. And so when you see these like changes in your business from working on your personal growth, you like want to invest more, right? So the next event was 4,000. And then the next one after that was a $10,000 business mastery event. Mm -hmm. And that one was so scary for me because that was my whole savings account at the time. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, am I really going to spend $10,000 on a, a ticket for like my business? You know, it's not totally tangible, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, if you invest in a machine, it's kind of tangible versus like, okay, I'm going to spend $10,000 to invest in my knowledge. Like mm -hmm. who does that? But I thought, Hey, if I'm going to do this, <laughs> I'm going to go all in. And I spent an extra thousand dollars to sit in the front with like all the people that had more money than I did <laughs> because proximity is power. And that event changed my whole entire business. You know, after I went there, I went from working every day in my business to, and we had about, we just had had our first like $30,000 month because I had just added microblading, which is a high ticket item into my business. But I went from a $30,000 month to $60,000 month within 60 days of that event. And I took myself out completely from working in the business mm -hmm. to just working on the business. So to answer your question, like investing in yourself, I believe is the number one thing you can do for your business growth. And even to this day, you know, I've spent, I'm very open about it, you know, over 200 grand in my personal and business growth. And I still make goals every year. Like how much can I spend this year on my growth? Yeah. Because I want to grow every year. You know, it's a, it's a very high value for me. For sure. And it's never ending you guys. Like it's, it's something that I think a lot of people are like, okay, I'm just going to take this one course and then I'm going to get really good at say, for example, spray tanning or microblading or whatever and call it a day. And that's really just, you're scratching the surface when it comes to the technical aspect of whatever it is that you're learning, you know, in aesthetic school, I didn't learn anything about business, nothing about marketing, nothing about anything like that. So Thankfully, I was able to learn on my own through YouTube, through books, 
through asking questions, I did hire a mentor just like you. And then eventually started investing um, more and more. And like you, every single time that I've invested money, it has taught me so much. And there's only been like one time that I can think of off the top of my head that I was like, oh, that was a bad investment, you know? <laughs> Which too, but like you kind of learn, you still learn from them, right? And um, if anything, you learn what not to do and like, oh, I would never do that in my business or, you know, there's always little things you get from everything. Absolutely. Hey, Sunless Sis, are you ready to provide your clients with the ultimate luxury spray tan of their lives? Of course you are. You know how I know that? Because you're a badass sunless artist and a smart business owner. So instead of buying a ton of different solutions that you don't necessarily love, that aren't producing amazing results, and are going to waste, why not consolidate your sunless stash? Obsidian Solution is a high-quality luxury solution that allows you to create a deep brown, beautiful tan consistently. You can use Obsidian Sunless Solution to produce a light, medium, dark, and even a rapid tan all in one bottle. There is no other solution like this in the world, which is why artists continue to choose this product for their clients. Once your clients experience Obsidian Sunless, they will continue coming back to you and asking for it by first name. If you are ready to create the best experience, simplify your business, and grow a client base of raving fans, I invite you to check out Obsidian Sunless Solution at obsidiansunless.com. You will never look back. So something that we talked about before we hopped on the call here is how mindset correlates with business growth. And like you, I took all the Tony Robbins event courses and business mastery and, you know, UPW, all of that stuff. What do you think has been the most impactful thing that you've learned through going to those events? So like for me personally, what I think about is like limiting beliefs. And that's something that you brought up too. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, that's what I was going to talk about for business. Yeah. So maybe you can dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So for me, the biggest difference from me going from a $30,000 a month to $60,000 a month in 60 days and in the process getting complete freedom of my time, right? Well, you know, at least within the business was recognizing two major limiting beliefs that I had. One was that my business can never run without me, you know, doing services. Like I can't afford it. Like clients will leave, you know, all these stories we make up. And the second being that I had this microblading artist that was booked three months in advance and I had an extra room and I wasn't going to hire another microblading artist because I was scared. She's the only one that could do it as well as her. And I didn't want to hurt her feelings by hiring someone else. Mm -hmm. But when I realized, okay, she's not the only one that can do it as good as she can, you know, and really what I did was I just hired an artist, like someone that could draw really well and got them really good training. And if I could repeat that, I could grow, you know, take a three month wait list down to one month. And that's really what grew my revenue by leaps and bounds right away, right? Because it's such a high ticket item. But if I didn't, wasn't will, like, if I couldn't recognize those limiting beliefs, you, you never take action on it, right? So yeah, I completely agree with you. Like the biggest thing is like learning how to not only recognize it, but change it so we can actually take action. Because I think a lot of people know in some sense, like, you know, it's, it's very trendy to say, you know, mindset is everything. And like, oh, we have these limiting beliefs, but like you really learn at those in 
the events, like how to embody it, like how to actually like rip it out of your nervous system and change so you take action. Absolutely. So I want to get into kind of the specifics because one thing that I am so curious about is, you know, you mentioned that you had one artist, the microblader, the original microblader, and you guys were booked out for three months. I am sure women that are listening right now are like, how the heck are you booked like that? So do you have any tangible tips for the people listening right now that you could help with in terms of exposure or business growth in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. So from the beginning of my business, I always made it about the client, right? Like how can I make client experience as amazing as possible? Even when I was in this room that I thought was ugly and shady, you know, I made it as cute as I could. And it's a whole overall experience, right? It's like from the moment they walk in, it's how you treat them on the phone, the service that you provide. So I've always had that in mind. And then the, the, First, sorry, the second thing I think that was huge starting from the beginning was I've always been a huge review asker, asker of reviews, right? I think reviews are one of the number one things to grow your business because you have to, I think clients, or sorry, estheticians and beauty professionals don't think enough about like, how do clients actually find me, Right especially right now with like Instagram being so popular and Instagram's a really powerful tool, but it's not everything. Mm -hmm. And when you think of like a brand new client, like trying to look for a service, if you really think about how they work, most people will go to Google first. You want to make sure your back end of your website is SEO friendly, which is search engine optimized, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram is not. <laughs> So yes, you can put all the hashtags you want in Instagram and you may get a few people from that, but you're going to get hundreds or thousands of more searches on Google than you are on Instagram. So a hack to that, you know, cause it takes time to build up from the back end of your website. A hack is okay. Can I get a ton of Google reviews? Cause if you have keywords in your Google reviews and you have a ton of them, you're going to pop up more likely. Right. And also my whole team knows this, you know, as well. I have a goal that I want to be number one on all platforms for reviews. So if someone types in, you know, waxing in Tampa and we have 500 reviews and the other person has 50 reviews, who are people going to click on? You know, what website are they going to click on? But then it's a whole, it's almost like a, a sales funnel, right? It's not a typical sales funnel, but it's okay. They type it in Google, they see your reviews, they click on your website and then they check your social media. Okay. What does their work really look like? So I think it has to be really cohesive online, but I think a lot of people don't take advantage of Google. In my opinion, that's the number one thing you should focus on. I love that. So are you, just out of curiosity, because everyone talks about Yelp and they have this love-hate with Yelp, do you, uh, are you on Yelp and Facebook as well as far as your reviews go? Yeah, all platforms. So um, we offer $10 off for reviews because everyone lives this like busy life, right? So you want to, even if it takes five minutes, you want to offer something for their time to write a review. But what I say is, hey, I don't care if you write the same review on every platform, I will give you $10 off for each review. But the key is you have to ask. I think people are so shy or scared to ask for it. But if you don't ask, they're not going to do it. Maybe some nice ones will, but, you know, I tell my team, ask every time, make it a joke until they do it. You know, like, hey, have you left me that review yet? 
and just kind of make it fun and silly or, you know, hand them an iPad when they're checking out and say, hey, do you want to save 10 bucks? Here you go. That's so smart. I love that. And one saying that I always say, if you guys listen to my podcast and have you guys have heard this before, it's closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so cool because a lot of people that um, I've asked the question to as far as like marketing goes, they kind of skip over the review part, but I 100% agree with you. You need that social proof and what better way than to hand them an iPad right at checkout where they can save money. And if they've had a great experience with you, why wouldn't they just take a couple of seconds or minutes to do it? Yeah, absolutely. And of course you want to use your sensory acuity and you know, if they don't seem extremely happy when they leave, don't ask, but hopefully most of your clients leave extremely happy. So yeah, that's huge for any business. I just taught a class recently and one of the girls messaged me and she said, oh my God, I just, you know, a month late, it was about three weeks ago and she applied everything I taught her with Google. And she said, I've had my first book solid week I've ever had. That's just awesome. Optimizing Google. That's so good. So you were so young when you started your business and I know a lot of listeners have started their businesses a little bit younger. And when they, you know, come to me, they're like, I have this imposter syndrome and even older women have this, right? Like we all, let's be real. Yeah. Most of us have this problem of imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. am I good enough? Am I too young? Am I too old? How are you able to overcome that at such a young age? And can you tell me if you've had any like nuances from clients or anything like that, that caused friction for you because of your age? That's a great question. So I think there was actually a lot of advantages to starting young, you know, one, like I told you, I was really naive about what it was really going to take. And if, if I actually knew all the things it really took, I may have not, you know, started a business so young. So I think that actually was a huge advantage. And I did learn a lot of things the hard way. But I do think one of the big advantages with clients is they really got to see me from the start and kind of like grow up and grow the business. And so they're very attached to my story, you know, and stories are so powerful. We still have, you know, I like to call them OG clients to this day that started with me eight years ago in that tiny room. And it's so amazing to see them come into my business and go to my team. And, and they're just like, I like, love what you've done. I love everyone on your team. Like that's the best feeling. But from the beginning, I got people really attached to my dream and to my story because well one I was embarrassed of where I was so I was like telling everyone like you know I'm just starting and like this is my dream and I think telling your clients your dream like it gets them attached to really your brand and your your vision and I think it keeps them almost long you know longer term because they want to see you grow and it kind of is inspiring to them too so I think the the worst thing about starting young was I guess was also how naive I was about, you know, going into a build out of a new location and only signing a one-year lease and not re knowing how to read the contract, not hiring a lawyer to read the contract. Because I didn't know that like signing contracts for spaces that they're usually beneficial to the landlord and not to you. I had no idea. But overall, um, I'm really grateful I started young, you know, I feel so blessed that I did that. And I don't see a lot of negative, negative sides to it. Um, you know, it's all what you make out of it. People could use that as, it as an excuse, like, oh, I'm not where I want to be because I started young or whatever it is. But people can say the same thing old and, you know, 
KFC guy started when he was like 70. <laughs> so I feel like the age doesn't really matter. It's like more the heart, the drive, the vision, the, the perseverance. Absolutely. I love that you said that because I think that we can make excuses for anything. We can say, I'm pregnant, or we could say I am just a minority, or I could say that I'm too tired or too big or small or whatever the case may be. I'm too dumb to start this business. But when we identify ourselves as that, we start showing up as that. So I think it's really important for us to really reconstruct our belief in ourselves because, and this is something that I've learned through Tony Robbins, just being aware of those thoughts, because before it was kind of on autopilot where I was talking shit to myself every day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. A lot of people do. Right. So becoming aware of your thoughts, being an observer of your thoughts and then realizing like that first thought that you have of yourself when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, if it's negative, you know, don't own that thought, just reconstruct it. And the more that you do this, the more that you're going to see, like you can pivot pretty easily. And now it's not even a thing that comes really in my mind. And of course, once in a while it does. And when it does, I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why am I thinking this? And how can I pivot to something more positive and more empowering? And the more that you do this, it's like a muscle and it gets easier and easier and easier. So that's my little mindset hack. But Raya, I know you're so into mindset. Do you have any other mindset hacks for people who maybe aren't feeling good enough today? Yeah, I think it's funny because I think a lot of people compare themselves, you know, especially online. It's really easy to do that, right? Like, oh, she's she's here and, and I'm not there yet. So she's so much better. But it's so funny because when I look at other people that have done big things or are doing great things, what I see is, wow, like if it's possible for her, it's possible for me. And instead of like comparing more looking at it, like that's what's possible, you know? And like, it is, I agree. It's kind of like a daily practice because maybe that's not as easy for everyone else (laughs) to do, but really just starting to recognize like when a thought doesn't serve me, like maybe, you know, Tony likes to say, break the pattern, right? You know, sometimes we're in just this thought pattern, like a loop of negative thinking. So what can you do to change your state? You know, do you need to turn on a song, dance, jump up and down, whatever you do to like break the pattern. And usually if you can move your body, that's a great way to break the pattern. You know, if you think about like a breakup and we listen to this, you know, sad breakup music and then your friend calls you and she's like, hey girl, let's go out to the bar. Let's go do something fun. And you turn in this, like, you go out with her and turn on a fun song in the car and you start dancing. Like, how fast did you change your state, right? So changing and moving our body is the best way to, like, break out of that pattern. And then we just have to, when we have that moment of time, to, like, insert a positive thought. And just, it really is a daily practice. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. But the more we can recognize it, the easier it is to change. Absolutely. I love that you brought up the comparison type of thing that we all go through, especially with like social media and everything that's going on. What we're seeing is everyone's highlight reel. I know people have heard this before, but we're comparing ourselves to something that's really unrealistic and something that we don't really know is the truth. So we form these opinions of other people just assuming that they live this very lavish, extra, you know, great life and they haven't gone through any struggles when 
in reality, like you have no idea about their story. So it's really important for us to be realistic with what we're viewing and what we're consuming on social media and to not put ourselves down because we're not where she is and really use that um, person as an inspiration instead of somebody who is going to like take away from us. I think a lot of us live in that scarcity mindset instead of being like, yes, she could do it. I'm so proud of her. And that's amazing that I have this, like essentially like this idol or this person to look up to, to really understand that I can obtain that same exact goal. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of us really, you know, do compare ourselves. And a lot of the time it's subconscious. It's not even brought to our awareness, really. Absolutely. It's funny because I was watching um, an interview on YouTube the other night with my boyfriend and it was this interview with this woman that started an e-commerce business when she was 22 and within six months, she got it up to $600,000 a month. Like insane. And she's repeated that four times to make four multi-million dollar businesses on e-commerce. And I looked at my boyfriend and the first thing I was thinking, I was like, babe, this is incredible. Like if she can do it, we could do it. Hello. <laughs> you know, and that's just where my mind goes. It's like the possibility where I think some people are so programmed into the, into the negative or she must be lucky or, you know, she's, you know, a needle in a haystack or things like that. But I always see the possibility. And I think that's a really important thing as an entrepreneur is to look for like possibilities everywhere. Right. If, if someone can do it, so can we, it's, it's possible. And, and there's, so much abundance in the world. And that's what I also like to look for. I love driving around like these multi-million dollar neighborhoods and looking at houses and I'm like, wow, there's so much abundance. And I feel like, especially over COVID this year, a lot of people are in fear, like, oh, you know, all my clients are losing their jobs or they don't have money to afford it. Mm -hmm. And I don't look at it all, at all like that. I'm like, there's more money in the world than ever. You just have to make sure you're attracting the right type of clientele that you know, it has abundance and also is in that like frequency, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This has been our best year in business. And I say that because I want people to know that that's possible for them and it triggers a lot of people. And so anytime I mention, I'm like, if you're triggered, you have to do some inner work, you know, soul searching, because the reality is I'm not sharing it to boast. I'm sharing it for you guys to understand, like, this is, a time where you can either look at the obstacles and choose to just venture off in that, or you can choose to look at the opportunities and pivot your business, which I know that a lot of people have done that. And I mean, look at you, you started your, your bosses in beauty, right? Yeah, it was actually something I was wanting to start in 2019, but it turns out 2019 was more of like a spiritual growth year for me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this was the perfect, perfect opportunity to be like, Hey, you know, I wanted to do this last year and it wasn't the right time. And wow, my business is closed for eight weeks. What a good time to work on a new business, you know, instead of watch TV all day. And yeah, I had, you know, I started, you know, I started it in like maybe March, just working on the back end, but I didn't launch it till September. And we've made almost 150,000 for the year and, you know, a brand new business. So I agree with you, you know, a lot of people that I know have had their best year ever. And I think it starts with mindset and it starts with focusing on what's possible. Absolutely. 
So I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I love your story. I love how much of a woman's empowerment type of soul you have and your personality. If you guys are not following Raya, um, you definitely need to follow her. Can you give them some information as to where they can find you, Raya? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at bosses underscore in underscore beauty. I know the underscores are annoying, but the other one was taken. <laughs> or uh, you can see bossesinbeauty.com or my business, my brick and mortar business pages, Flirt Wax Bar. Perfect. So we're going to put all of that in the show notes for you guys. And Definitely slide into Raya's DMs, introduce yourselves. If you guys have any questions for her as far as like mindset goes, you know, let her know. She is seriously like the mindset queen and you've been so awesome just to get to know. I like watched you over the last couple of years just evolve into mentorship and helping other women elevate in their own business. And at such a young age, it's just so impressive. So I'm so proud of you. I know I've told you that a couple of times via DM. <laughs> it goes right back up to sister. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Beauty Business Babes. Hey, Beauty Business Babe. I really hope that you loved this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kellyanne for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.